The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress. There's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello, hello, and of course I'm here with Lost Boy Philip. And Philip, you have been selected to attend Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Me? Yes, and term begins September 1st, which is the day we're releasing this episode, so I hope you're prepared. I am prepared. Good. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, I was going to have you scoot your microphone closer, but I don't know if we can get it any closer to you. We just have to lean in a little bit there. I want to make sure we can hear you good. Okay. Is oh, that there, good? oh, there we go. There's All that right. sweet, sultry sound of that pastry voice. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, you, you got, all right, throw it out there. Come on. How you doing? How you doing? There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. So, yes, we're asking y'all how you doing. You realize it's been 20 years since Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's, the Sorcerer's, 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 the Sorcerer's Stone came out in theaters, not the anniversary of the book, the movie. 20, does that make you feel old? 20 I years ago. Old. <laughs> I mean, we're talking the, the child actors in there are now in their 30s. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was in my 20s at the time, barely 20. It was about 21. Yeah, this, it was 2001 when this yeah. came out. So, I mean, I'd have been, you know, just 24. Yeah. So I would have turned 24. So, well, I guess I was 25 then. Yes, you were. And uh, I couldn't remember. I know I was in my 20s. Yep, yep. But yep. I remember going to scenic because I didn't know what yeah. it was about. Well, we'll dive into that later. Yeah. Right now, we're just previewing the show. But okay, yes, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> We've also, this week, had some samplings of my... I, I think I mentioned this on the show before. I bought a book that is called The Unofficial Hogwarts Holidays Cookbook. Uh, we actually tried some things out of there. I tried to make a couple of things. There was one more thing I wanted to try making, but I, we, things didn't work out the way I planned it at all. So I haven't gotten to make any pumpkin pasties. But I did make 
pumpkin juice, and some butterbeer, mm-hmm. and we've tried that. So we've got that coming up on the show. We're going to share some memories on that. Plus, also, we're going to de- dedicate some time to... Uh, I'm kind of glad that we didn't get to record the show over the weekend that we're recording it now because we were able to talk about the passing of Ed Asner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, of course, that'll be coming up on the show. And, of course, a lot of our regular fun features, news, talk, and information. And I've got a lot of stuff going on in the trailer park. In fact, something that I, I think I missed out on last month uh, for the trailer park, I didn't realize it happened. Uh, and so now I'm getting caught up. And if you hear jingling in the background, we have a kitten running around here. Well, she's not a kitten. She's about two years old now. Uh, but she's got her collar thing on, and every little move she makes is going to jingle. So if you hear that, just imagine some little pixies and things running around shaped I like actually, a cat. I actually believe it's a cat trying to turn itself into a witch like in the film. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. But, you know, while we're getting – well, I guess I'll, I'll mention this more on the what have you been playing. Um, but we'll begin with host chatter of – what have you been watching? Because I, I, I got to point this out. So I have been marathoning Friends mm-hmm. on HBO Max right now, uh, which, oh, I have a movie review for this. I forgot to do it last week. I got to do a movie review this week. Something else I've been watching. But so I've been marathoning Friends and I realize I am a mixture of all three of the main character men. I am as awkward and weird and nerdy as Ross. Mm-hmm. I have Chandler's smart aleck sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And also, he was kind of the school nerdy person, like, yeah. And then I, Joey, with his weird eyes that he does whenever he makes a realization or freaks out, I do that same eye thing. It's one of your favorite <laughs> pictures of me is me with my eyes. Yeah, you got a couple of them, actually. <laughs> yeah, I have a pair of them, yeah, but my eyes do that exact same thing. And it's so funny, Matt LeBlanc, credit to you, because he uses those very effectively and making Joey very, very funny. Yes. Uh, when he pops those eyes. I'm like, yeah, I have Joey's eyes, Chandler's sense of humor, and uh, Ross's nerdiness. That's right. I can relate to all three of those guys. Dark brown eyes have an ability to do that, almost cartoon-like, and I yes. like it because people used to use black. Or the uh, and dark brown has that closeness look to it. So. Yeah, Heather likes to compare it to Animal, the Muppet. Well, <laughs> I can I'm see like, it. I'm more Gonzo than I am Animal. I would say. I say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You know, I'm a little weirdo. Uh, no, I'm, I'm a little weirdo, short and stout. My nose is almost as big. <laughs> really. I, I say nothing. <laughs> I say nothing. So you've been watching anything good on TV this week? I'm watching a few things. One of the things, the films I found, and there's some honoredness in it. So I, you know, I, I, that's my word for saying some things that may be inappropriate. So I don't say much to that. But um, I found a, a film. I uh, was watching some Burt Reynolds things. And I found a film called The Last Movie Star. I have heard of that. Yeah, it came out in 2018, just a, a couple of months, a few months before he died. And so he made it just like shortly before he passed away. And it's basically about a, uh, a movie star who had been popular and uh, and everything and had been married five times. Pretty, pretty much it's all about Bert mm. because he goes by uh, the name Vic Edwards. And if you have Amazon, you can watch it on there. Well, if you have stars, you can watch it on there. And uh, I don't remember if it's on stars or, or Amazon. I'm not sure which, but you can watch it on there. And uh, in truth, it's a, it's a good show. It does have language and things, but it's a, it's a good movie. And what they do that's really great is it, all the Bert, uh, shows that he appeared on he, uh, Johnny Carson or whatever it, it shows it except that they changed the name from Bert to Vic huh. and there's even so it's autobiographical without really being yeah that way he's not attacking any of his ex-wives right. yeah he's not attacking any of that stuff and not attacking any actors but he talks basically about his faults about the time that he punched a director about all <laughs> the times that he lied that about being a stuntman he really did do that mm. Bert did he I've heard, seen his biography before he lies that he's a stuntman and, and really did 
fall off a horse when they told him to, you know, and did all that stuff. And that's how he got into acting was by being a stuntman and, mm. and uh, playing an Indian and things like that. Did all those things. Yeah, I remember him seeing him playing an Indian yeah. on a TV. I think yeah. on Gunsmoke, maybe. Yeah, that's like, one of them. I've seen Leonard Nimoy playing an Indian actually yep. on uh, Wagon Train. Yeah, they used to do that stuff. Uh, yeah. They would use whatever, uh, one whose skin was a smidge of a different yeah. uh, tone. Whether it be Italian or Jewish or whatever, they used to do that. And stuff. black and white, you, could but, get well, away you with couldn't it. see it, so yeah. you, you could never tell. But that, that being said, and especially if you're a good actor, because yeah. you can change your voice, you can yeah. change your, your style, whatever it is. And all that being said was, <laughs> yeah, the uh, cat that decided you liked your lap. <laughs> yeah, and so they used to do that kind of stuff quite a bit. And in this film, uh, you get to see where he talks about what he did and right and wrong. Yeah. And there was two scenes, great scenes. One was uh, I can't remember if it was from Deliverance or which film it was where he shows him. Uh, fishing with a bow and it shows him as an old man on the boat yelling at himself. Don't make these same mistakes, Vic. He says, and he's yelling at himself. Uh-huh. And another one it shows him from the scene, smoking the bandit and he's yelling at himself, Vic, slow down. Life's too short. He goes, quit making the same. He does mistake. not like to be held down like that, by the way. Well, I, I, I see down. her starting to fight with you. I guess. Yeah. She's, she's weird. That he's way. saying, uh, oh. saying quit, uh, make don't make Working. the same mistakes that I've made. Vic. He goes, he goes, you, you, life's too short for that. Yeah. And so that's the way, that's the way uh, this uh-huh, film is. Uh-huh. It's really good. It. It's really good because you get to see basically the life of Bert, but yet it's not. Anyway, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, so now the next thing, we, of course, we go, what have you been playing? And this is where I'd like to announce that on, you, you have to search it very specifically because there is a Neverland gaming channel that's already out on YouTube, but the official Neverland gaming channel. And you got to make sure you put the official Neverland gaming channel. I have started what I'm calling Scareplay 2021. Every day up and through Halloween, I am playing a survival horror game or a horror game of some sort for at least an hour because, you know, I do have other things I have to get done. Uh, I'll be live streaming these. Unfortunately, I don't know exactly what time I'll be able to stream because I have to kind of just do it when I can. I've already got two streams done. I've started out by playing a game called The Evil Within, which I have never played before. I am doing terrible at it so far. <laughs> but uh, I was because it's survival horror, I was not going to lower the difficulty level. I'm going to do it the full experience of the horror of how will I ever survive this. And it's got a lot of stealth elements to it. And I'm not good at stealth games. But if you mess up on stealth, some horrible thing will come and stick an axe through your head or something. You know, uh, I will warn you now, if you are children, I don't recommend you come and watch me play this because this, whoa, this has been violent and horrible. And woo, when you die, you get to watch what horrible thing happened to you. <laughs> I've had my head cut off and uh, a chainsaw shoved through my chest. <laughs> it's pretty bloody. Uh, so kids don't come watch this. But those of you who are grown or you like this sort of thing, uh, come over and check it out. That's what I'll be playing this uh, every day until I complete. Oh, hi, Kitty. Yeah, you can come up in my lap. Uh, I know how you like laps. She likes laps a certain way. It's just kind of really difficult. This one. Um Cats wanting to go. Oh, oh, I got a phone call coming. Down. I'm going to ignore it because it's an 800 number. Um, but I will play The Evil Within until I complete it. And then after that, uh, I've, I haven't decided because Resident Evil Code Veronica X. I've never actually finished that game. So I'm thinking I could play that one, but I've also been sitting on for a long time. I have a copy and I've never gotten to play it, but I've heard so much good stuff about it. All right, come on, kitty cat. I'll help you up on my lap. You're being a distraction. Come here. Come here. I got you. But Alien Isolation. Heard of it. Yes, where basically you're being hunted by an intelligent alien on the Nostromo as Ripley's daughter. Oh, boy. I, I, I If I freak out playing it, because people say, you know, grown men have been reduced to shivers. 
with this thing because this alien is stalking you and it's it's almost unpredictable. You don't you you go hide. You don't know if it's actually going to sniff you out. And they even got it set up if you wanted to with like a VR set. It could hear you breathing, you breathing like the microphone wow. on the control would hear would pick up your breathing and it could hear you. Wow. And will come get you. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not going to be doing any VR thing. So the alien will not hear me breathing. But if you want to see me get freaked out, perhaps by an uh, by an alien, <laughs> then perhaps later this month. And tell them that I'm playing The Evil Within, which is what's fun about it is it's one one of the creators of Resident Evil Four, which oh. is one of my favorite of the Resident Evil games. So it has that like sort of action element. Only it's got they added the intensity by putting in those stealth bits yeah. where I have to sneak and uh, and then have a basically trying to get away from a guy that I can't kill because he's got I've got no weapons and is a big guy with a chainsaw. That's how the game started. That's the first thing I had to do was get away from that guy. Now they need to have a Predator game just identical. Well, they've sort of done that. There is a Predator game that's kind of like that Friday the 13th game out where one person is playing as Jason and everybody else is a camp counselor. There is a Predator game, but apparently it wasn't as good as they would hope. But one person is a Predator and then everybody else is like a commando. I get to the chopper. Well, no, (laughs) the, the commandos actually have a mission to complete and the Predator is hunting them while they're trying to complete a mission and then get out. But of course... The, there's there's all these commandos they can overwhelm the predator so it didn't balance very well yeah where did you go kitty cat okay, are you gonna sit in that chair yeah the younger the younger cat that I have around here she loves getting in laps especially when we're sitting at the table like we are now she'll climb up in your lap and so if you hear us get distracted by a cat that's what's going on <laughs> she's she's not big for attention but she loves to get in your lap and then since it's getting close to her feeding time she'll make an, a pest of herself because she wants attention so that if you hear us suddenly talk about a cat, that's what's going on. We have a cat that might be climbing up our leg and trying to get into our lap. She's and then a predator. <laughs> she's being a predator. She wants some food. Okay, but moving on, I actually do have a little bit of news to discuss. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. Okay, I have found a way to where every week I can look at what new games are coming out this week. So we're starting there. Uh, there's Kiwi for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, released on August 31st. I have no idea what Kiwi is. But it looks like it has little uh, kiwi birds, like New Zealand birds. Uh, so it looks like very cute. Uh, but I'm going to mainly go after what looks to be interesting. I haven't heard of a lot of these games. But the one thing I definitely want to bring up with you, Philip, is Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Oh. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Now, if it'll play on a PlayStation 4, I figure you can play the PlayStation 4 yeah. version on the, on the PS5. But it is exactly what you think. It's Creed. Now, Big Rebel Boxing, I'm sure, is probably a boxing series of games that's already been I, out. I've heard of it, yeah. Uh, but this... Oh, and let's see. I can open up a, a look here. Let me get a good look at this. Well, it doesn't didn't tell me a whole lot. It's being made by Servios or Servios. It's a fighting game coming September 3rd. Uh, so it'll be out by the end of the week. Uh, you can pre-order or purchase this game, but yeah, on the cover, Mr. T, also known oh, as Clubber uh, um, Lang, the Clubber Lang, right? Ivan Drago, Rocky, Apollo, and of course Creed's son. Now I may have to get that. <laughs> yes, buddy, I knew you were going to want this thing. Yeah. Oh yes. 
Uh, also, The Medium is coming for the PlayStation 5, which I think this is uh, the game that's already been out on PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, I would actually like to play this thing because it's kind I'll of a scary I'll do the PlayStation game. 5 one, of course. Yeah. yeah, well, not The Medium so much. No. That, the Medium is PlayStation 5. Yeah. Uh, but the um, the boxing game, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions, is not listed for PlayStation 5, but the PlayStation 4 game will play yeah. on a PlayStation 5. Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's coming out on September 3rd. So that'll be, what, Friday? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things. I'm kind of wondering what El Shaddai is, but it's a PC game. Um, but a lot of a lot of different things. I know what the word means. I heard of. Yeah, El Shaddai. Yeah, I know what that that would mean. But it's El Shaddai, yeah. Ascension of the Metatron. So I don't know. Some looks like some sort of um, RPG, perhaps. I don't know. But yeah, those are some games that are coming out this week. Speaking of things coming out this week, take a listen at this. Of course, you're not going to be able to see what I'm seeing over here. Now, of course, you're only going to hear some audio, but what I'm seeing here is we already know about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge coming out. Let's see. The developer is uh, Dotemu or Dotemu. I'm not sure exactly. This will be on Nintendo Switch and Steam at this at the at the moment. Now, I I'm going to imagine it will eventually be, of course, on the PlayStation and the Xbox. Um the description we have here is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge will feature, here's the news, will feature April O'Neil, star reporter and beloved ally to the Heroes in the Half Shell, as a playable fighter. Yay! When the game launches Nintendo Switch and PC in 2022. Awesome. And basically what you get to see, um, this video here, and I'm going to go ahead and stop this video, uh, they showed team-up moves. Good. And basically she got her like her video camera and smacking stuff with her video camera. And doing these big giant flying kicks. Because I guess they're going from the idea that Splinter may have taught her a few moves. I would like to see Casey Jones. In a, yes, I'm hoping we're going to hear about Casey Jones going to be part of the game too. That would be great. Casey Maybe a Jones, few other characters. Casey Jones is one of my favorite. Uh, Osagi Yojimbo. Zimbo, yeah. I can't think. Oh, he, Osagi Yojimbo is supposed to be getting a Netflix series. I heard that. Because he's actually not a Teenage Mutant no, Ninja Turtles character. He was, but because you know, he was involved with the same. They put him in this. And they even had a couple, a, different, a couple different toys, remember? I remember the one toy. That was the main one. Yeah, the and he came right. back and he had where he, almost like a uh, he had kind of an armor, and I don't mean like a I don't mean like armor in war, but it, you know, talking uh, Japanese armor and all that. Yeah, because uh, I remember the samurai armor one. Yeah, that was his yeah. original one. But the, what was the other one? They had the other yeah. one where he was using uh, had the blue. It had wearing the blue. This is a later on one. one. Oh, like the blue kimono. Yeah, yeah. Thing. It, it was a later on one. Oh, okay. More, more yeah. like the cartoon. It wasn't perfect. But yeah. It was close. Nice. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, other bits of news. Getting outside of games. Please join me in congratulating. I'm reading this exactly. I was printed to Facebook. Please join me in congratulating Bill Farmer. Goofy, mm, yes. for anyone who doesn't know. On his top honor at the VoiceOver Legend Award 2021 at the One Voice Conference USA. Absolutely. Well done, Bill Farmer. I've gotten to meet him. Yes. I should have. Oh, you know what? Well, I, I, I bet. He's a very nice guy. Trying to find the audio of that with that hard drive loss that I had a, a while back. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I did get to meet and talk to him for a little Warsh. bit. And I He's not a goofy audio. guy at all. Just a goofy voice. <laughs> Although I had fun very thing. I asked him, so how long have you been a little goofy? Oh, and he had fun with. It. I'm sure he gets that a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, and he is kind of a goofy and fun guy. He was a stand-up comedian before. He's oh, a very he's funny very guy. Fun. And yeah. he's just he's just a delight. All right. So, other bits of news that uh, we're going to drive into is, and I haven't been over to the Oak Park Mall here locally to see if it's um, uh, if it's if it's gone. But the Disney stores are closing. Oh. 
But what, uh, and I, well, I apparently have an ad blocker on this particular browser, and I can't get into the article that I've, I've gotten off of USA Today. But what's happening is Target is going to add more than 100 Disney Store locations by the end of 2021. So Disney stores are, I guess, I guess being phased out, but Target is going to have, like, Disney sections Good. where they're going to carry a lot of Disney merchandise. Good. Good. Uh, so, There's you know. more Targets than there are the others, so. Yeah. That's... So I, what all they're going to have, because one thing is, you know, Disney store, I could even find, and I never got any of them, but I really wanted the, um, the, they were basically action figures that, but they were designed like the Disney infinity figures mm. where they had that style. I've seen them online. I, really I mean, online, I mean, and I don't know if it's going to be harder to get a hold of some of that merchandise because really the Disney store, you could find a lot of the merchandise that maybe would be something you'd only think about getting at the parks, but it would be available somewhere other than being strictly at the parks. So, uh, I, I kind of want to go down, I need to, maybe I should do that this week, go down to Oak Park Mall, Oak Park Mall and then maybe ask like, are you guys going to be closing down? When are you, are, are you guys getting shut down sometime soon? Or cause you know, there another, what did it, oh, I, I don't have the article up, but it was on another 200 stores that I just say by the end of 2021. So, I mean, it's, it's a slow process. They may say, we didn't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't know. We're getting closed. So, uh, the other thing, though, so the GamesCon had actually happened this week, which is how I, you know, got a lot of the information about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or actually, by now, it was last week. But also, last Tuesday, uh, there was CinemaCon was going on, mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers actually came through and showed a trailer, which I don't think is online yet. I haven't looked for it online, but The Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, I heard that they're working on it. So, this is the fourth in the Ma- in the, in the Matrix series, which really, really do we need that? But uh, there's a description on Deadline that says the trailer begins with Neil Patrick Harris talking to Keanu Reeves' Neo, a near future San Francisco. It appears that Neo is trapped in a humdrum world, much like his first self in the 1999 movie. He's just not getting his surroundings. And he asks his therapist, which is Neil Patrick Harris, Am I crazy? We don't use that word here, says Neil Patrick Harris, the therapist. But uh, uh, Carrie Ann Moss makes an appearance in a cafe. Have we met? So it's very confusing of what's actually going on. Uh, but they they did show, uh, there, I guess, some clips of a lot of jumping, a lot of twists in midair, karate, and all the acrobats we expect from a Matrix movie. It wasn't karate. It was kung fu. I'll be honest. Now, this just comes from yeah, me. Yeah, you're not a fan of it. No, no. That's okay. I, I, it's grown on me. But I'm not a huge fan of the Matrix. I, I like the second one. It's kind of won me over. The second one? Really? Because the first one's the good one. Well, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying I, I was won over by a lot of the action where yeah, I, the I, I went and watched the first one again. And I, I didn't like a lot of things about it, but I liked a lot of the basis of the story. And the third one, I liked it until the ending because it was kind of depressing. Yeah, the ending does not make sense unless you watched the Animatrix. Yes, that they put I heard. Out. I, I did watch that just in the case. The Animatrix does kind of help because it, it shows that they, they actually needed to find a balance in a treaty without one destroying the other, and that's kind of what it does. But with, with the average moviegoer, you want to have the humans victorious over the machines. Yeah. And what you got was, actually, no, we're, we're going to be at peace, and we're going to live together yeah. in whatever fashion. So I am kind of glad they're making Which you only can get to when you realize, when the Animatrix shows that, it's, that humans were not as as altruistic as we would expect humans to be. So I'm so. kind of hoping that this will end it on a better note. We'll so see. Now, the interesting thing is this is being directed by Lana Wachowski, who used to be, used to be one of the Wachowski brothers, but they're trans. So yeah. uh, I don't know where the other Wachowski is. I don't know if one of them is doing this or both of them. I have no idea, but I, I expect this is coming out probably. Uh, no, look, there we go. It's slated to come out December 22nd. Of course, I'll be too busy being occupied with, uh, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming in December as well. So 
I'm I'm very, fairly excited. Oh, hi, hi, kitty. She's back in my life. Okay, now you need to sit and be good for a little bit. Okay, sit here and be good. Meow for the microphone for me. Okay, whine and cry for your food. Okay, but that's what I have for uh, for all of my news. And now it's of course time to go visit the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Oh, now the that. gator. Give me that show. Get him all. Get that gator. The Neverland Trailer Park. She was chewing on my cables. Okay, so the first trailer I have for you. So this, and this is appropriate with Ed Asner's passing now. Yes. That the last thing he got to do was Thug Days, which is a, I guess it's a Disney Plus series. I got to click a thing to get it to open. Here we go. I am dog, and this makes me squirrel. I am warning you once again, but I will not warn you after that. Get out of my azaleas. I digged them. Yeah, it's not digged, it's dug. Yes? No, you didn't digged, you dug. I am dug. September 1st, all episodes will be streaming. And I think they're going to be like little shorts. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. We're focusing on Doug here. Uh, But I like Doug. Yeah, me too. So uh, this is, I guess, it looks like it's following up where, you know, Carl's trying to retire. It looks like he's got a little, little, little home somewhere. Uh, maybe it's out back of his retirement home or something. I don't know, but he still has Doug. Yeah. And uh, I guess the squirrel is a character because uh, they, when they show the characters, it's like, oh, look, it's Doug. It's Carl. It's, it's Russell and squirrel. <laughs> so the squirrel will be important. Squirrel. So <laughs> that, of course, you know, I'm, I'm really behind though on my Disney plus shows. I haven't, yeah, I haven't I watched last week's watch. what if, what yeah. if we have a new one even tomorrow and I haven't even watched last week's and I still haven't finished watching all of the first season of the bad batch. So, yeah, I need to finish that, too. So, like I said, I've been marathoning Friends because it's What funny. if or what if? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what ifs? Okay. No, they actually have toys of the what if I've seen. Of course really. they do. Yeah, you of know. Of course they do. Because <laughs> it's money. Now, here's here's a series I didn't know that anybody wanted. Doogie Kamaloha, MD. What is that? Is that Doogie Hauser? Listen up. You two, keep everyone back. I'm here to help you. This looks like a tension pneumothorax. I need to borrow this. Sorry. You saved it. Who is this kid? My daughter, the doctor. Earlier today, a man's life was saved by a local teen doctor. Dr. Kamehameha, I will be taking care of you. Aloha, Mr. Lin. Is this some kind of practical joke? You know who she's like? Remember Doogie Howser? That show from the 90s? She's like a real-life Doogie Howser. That's why we call her Doogie. I never made the connection. Girl, why did you think we called her Doogie? In a flash, in a moment. Being a 16-year-old doctor is kind of like having a superpower. Doctor, may I have a word with you? And you got a little something Ew, right Ew, mom, on. gross. Well, are you hungry? I love you, doctor. It's impossible to work with Lahela and be her mom. She shuts me out. I was hoping we could take the car. I'm afraid not. A second ago, you were my boss. You don't get to control my entire life. I held a man's heart in my hand yesterday. I work so hard and get nothing. My little doctor sister has so much to learn. I think she just needs room to make mistakes like all teenagers. I'm afraid she's missing out. Nothing's gonna stop me, nothing's gonna stop me now. Tomorrow night will be my first date with Walter. Hey, 
Hi. Have fun, you two. I kissed Walter. I'm a doctor now, and it's not fair that I get all that pressure, but none of the fun. I just feel so ready for everything. You are extraordinary. You're just saying that because you're my mom. I'm saying it because it's true. The science supports my hypothesis. Walter likes me. Science! Science! Hey, can you guys get out of here? It's my Xbox time. Only on Disney+. Plus. All right, so this series starts streaming on September the 8th, and it's, yeah, it's Doogie Howser, MD, but, oh, it's like Doogie Howser. Remember the show from the 90s? Yeah, and I saw your eyes rolling at that. Yeah. But this is, okay, this is the modern Disney version, because... Oh. Disney's new rules is not story doesn't come first anymore. What comes first is they want to make sure that it focuses on non-white characters. Yeah. And also, hey, if we can have female leads and, and, and gender swap, that's our goal. That's basically what they've done. They've recreated a version of Doogie Hauser and, you know, setting in, in Hawaii so she can be Hawaiian, kind of Polynesian. So she's not white. That way they hit all of the checkbox of what their goal is. Yeah. And, and really, overall, there's nothing wrong with having non-white no. characters, but that shouldn't be your focus. Your focus should be original stories, which everything about this is completely unoriginal. It is Doogie Hauser. She has the weird friend. She, instead of her father being a doctor at the hospital, it's her mother. But it's still the same thing that Doogie had with his dad being like the head you know, physician at the hospital. It's, it's everything's the same as Doogie Hauser, but just different. Yeah. But yet the same. Yeah. So it's lacking the originality. It might be a good story. This is going to be like teen drama and not that this wouldn't be good. It might be good. I might even check out an episode. Yeah. It could be good. And I'm only going to watch because Jason Scott Lee is playing her father. Now you remember Jason Scott Lee played Bruce Lee in the dragon. Oh, he's a great story. actor. And also in it, that live action jungle book. He was, was great. He's a great actor. I've seen uh, him on several things. Lilo and Stitch. He was, uh, Dave, Eddie? he was also on Back to the Future too. He was. Yeah, he was in the he was in the future. He uh, remember he had that weird hat on. He was bald. Uh, had the weird hat on along with Griff. He was one of Griff's gang. He yeah. just got well, sort of like a oh the one guy that was in the he was I oh, know he was in both of it too. Um, he was in the he was the, he Phantom. Was the Phantom. Yeah, yeah oh, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Yes, I could not think of his name. Yeah, I'm great Titanic. actor. Yeah, tremendous actor. But yeah, you would not think. Of I would say he should future. be Lex Luthor. But yeah, he was. Oh, he, he was a great Back Lex Luthor. One and two. Yeah, he was. So. But yeah, this basically, I look at this trailer, I'm like, this is the new Disney format where their number one check box is they want to make sure they're being quote unquote woke. diverse. Well, woke. Okay. If we want to go there, but yes. Oh, okay. uh, and they want to have, you know, more female characters. So their, their focus, of course, was to do that. But it's, of course, because story is taking a back burner, we're getting a recycle of something in the 90s, yeah. which is okay. Sometimes they can remake things and they can yeah, make good stuff. I have but, no problem with, with recycling. But, uh, as long as it's... If it's good. done well, and maybe this will be good. Yeah, I'm not going to judge you, know, it, but I, you know, I, 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 just I think do want to take it. Is, a look it is kind of strange. I mean, they did the same thing. Uh, I can't remember what channel right now. Oh, I think, I think it was Netflix. They did the same thing with um, uh, One Day at a Time, as far as just changing the race thereof, and and I, I no problem with that. Uh, but it was strange. It was just it had the same basic story and everything else, just changed the race. And I thought it was kind of odd. It, you have to do that now, I guess. But uh, I have no problem with with different races and all. I yeah. just think it's weird that you almost have to, or sexes, yeah. and you or have like, to. Or so like, you know, the wonder years is coming back and like, but 
instead of being original and getting a new series idea, which they, you know, you've got stuff where there's like, you know, blackish and stuff like, okay, yeah. we want to have more diverse families. Great. And, and they're coming up with new ideas, but now we're like, oh, you're recycling an old not, idea. I'm not trying to st- step on you if, in case you're going to talk about this, but I heard that they're doing the same with Rocketeer. Rocketeer, I'm actually kind of excited about. I, I, oh, I want to bring that well, because I like the idea of going with it. I, like the, it's, I think it's carrying the same rocket, but now a, a Tuskegee Airman yeah. is going to have it. That sounds kind of cool to me. But the the reasoning, from what I understood, had nothing to do with that. It was the same thing we were just talking about. Yeah, it's but, because I, but at least Disney's it's something more that, focused on being yeah, well but, woke. But than, that being than said, making good stories. But, but that being that said, sounds kind of cool to me. That being said, at least it's something that is a viable, something that we could see happening. Yeah, I I, I, like I would this love idea. it though. I would love it if Bill Campbell was to show up in it and. Yeah, Wouldn't a that be great? I forgot I was going to look at this. Uh, let me. So this is yeah, the Rocketeer making a comeback on Disney Plus with David Ayolowo producing and circling it. to star Ed Reichert penning. So they're still looking for a cast. They said it could even perhaps be him, be the producer, perhaps even doing it. But he, I don't know him. I mean, he might do a good job. I've never seen him in anything. I'm aware. I don't of. know. I've uh, Reichert wrote Lionsgate's hits feature. Now you see me which I don't know that I saw. I uh, he's it. written for Marvel Netflix as Jessica Jones. I've seen that. Um, I didn't watch all I didn't, of, I didn't watch all of that one either. I couldn't get into it. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of different stuff. I, I think I think it kind of like a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, I, I really love The Rocketeer, yeah. and I always want to see more of it. I read the comic books because I'm a geek. <laughs> I, I haven't read any of the comics. I, I have a... I actually have a toy of him on my wall. Yes, you do. And I, have I got one, too. I, got one, I, I kept it. mine in my box, though. Yeah, I, I love the rock here. He's outstanding. Yes, indeedy. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful for that, but it seems like, you know, we want to have more diverse families and stuff showing up. Great. But can we come up with some original ideas for them? Yeah. Because it, it seems like they don't feel like... Because the reason why you remake something is because you have a name, brand already that people recognize. A recognizable brand sells more tickets. Yeah. But when you, it feels to me that when you're trying to, oh, we want to make sure we have more people of different colors showing up on television or in movies. You're not confident that that family or that you know, those people can hold a show together on their own. So you have to cycle them into something that already exists yeah. to try to get attention to it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Look, Tyler Perry built an entire empire of stuff on original characters. Which I still need to probably watch some of those. No, when, I, when I first saw the trailer stuff for Medea's, the Medea stuff, I was like, eh, I, I don't I just, know about that. I just can't get it. I did see a me. little bit of one of the movies once over in the university, and I was laughing hysterically. It was really funny. So I'm like, maybe I need to actually give these a chance. Maybe they're funnier than what the trailers made them look. But see, it, it just shows, look, you can create something new, yeah. and it can be successful. I'll be truthful. This is just, please, nobody write this down and say that I'm thinking this is serious. I'm just surprised with Rainbow Bright they haven't done it and given it a new oh, meaning. Oh, give it a chance. Give it a chance. They will. Oh, I'm but, sure. Yeah. All right. So then the next one, this actually came out a month ago, and I missed out. Bond, any thug can kill. I have to know I can trust you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. Right now, we're getting clips from the previous films with uh, um, dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Is this really what you want? Always alone? (sighs) 
really doesn't help much. We used to be able to get into a room with the enemy. And now they're just floating in the ether. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. Oh my God, target enough people. And the people become the weapon. Who is he? James, you don't know what this is. James Bond. Licensed killer. In love with Madeline Swan. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. And life is all about leaving something behind. Isn't it? Come on, Bond. Where the hell are you? do this there will be nothing left to save I have to finish this you have a flow like this nope all right so October 8th no time to die this is Daniel Craig's final James Bond movie. And so this this trailer really, you don't get a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of action sequence stuff, but it shows a lot of clips from all his previous movies and then before it gets into the new one because this is everything that he's gone through is leading him to this. Now, what it has, what we've heard rumors that this was leading to, and you, uh, some other trailers showed a little bit more of her, but there's a, uh, another, a new 00, a black woman, that we think is going to be the new 007. So James Bond will no longer be 007. She will. And they'll continue the franchise with her because James Bond has to become woke now, too, because they can't have a uh, kind of womanizing spy out there anymore. Not with the Me Too movement. No, OK, well, I said too much. <laughs> Once it read that be the case or not, yeah. at least at least if they do it that way, at least it won't be that they're going to make her Jane Bond or anything yeah, crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, at least they're passing it on to somebody. But you, you go to James Bond movies to see James Bond. Yeah. That being said, it would be. Uh, I like the title. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I I, never, I don't like. I listened to a little bit of the title of the song. I I know people are fans of Billy Eilish. I am not impressed. Yeah, I I couldn't listen to the entire opening song. There was a video for it after that. And I was like, oh, that's. I awful. like these films good, but I I'm not as big as fans of maybe the original because I thought they got a little. They're good, but yeah, they're good. For, the first they're few very different. The first few burned me out uh, mm-hmm. a little bit because they're trying to be so different than the original. And I grew up watching them with my dad and all, and. uh it just was so different that uh wasn't very James Bond. I'm talking about the first two or three. But then once they started getting into it, I was like, good, but you waited six yeah, or Sky seven Fall years. Skyfall had so many throwbacks to the classic stuff that yeah, was great. That was the that was the one I really started saying. But to me, it was like, you waited too long. You kind of burned me out. But mm-hmm. that being said, I'm liking them now, but I haven't even seen the last one yet. I need Spectre? to. Spectre? Well, you know, you've got access to my Voodoo account. Spectre yeah, well, is on there. There you go. There you I'll, go, brother. I'll, do, I'll watch, watch that. Spectre. I need to see um, that. One thing I'm excited about, because uh, I don't, I, I'm trying to think if I've actually seen that many movies with him, and I cannot think of the actor's name, but he played Freddie Mercury. 
Oh, he's a great actor. Which I said, yeah, he's a great actor, but he's very traditional Bond villain. He's got kind of a scarred I up face. I saw that. I love that. And he's got this ma- white and creepy mask yeah, on his half it. broken in one side. I, I did see that preview, yes. Ooh, he's yeah. he's going to be a great he, he's Bond a, villain. He's been in a, a lot of things. He yes, was, he has. If I'm not mistaken, he was in one of the Batman films with um, uh, Chris, Christopher, Bale. Christopher Bale. Christian Bale ones? Christian Bale. And uh, he showed up for just a moment. Might have. Yeah, he was real young. And by that, I yeah. mean he just got started. He's been in a few things. Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen some stuff where he's popped up. Yeah, he's on TV too on a yeah, show. Yeah, he had a television show. Apparently, went really great well. Great actor. And I'm gonna tell you something. Computer hacker or something. You, you know, you, you have to be able to accept a lot of things on that movie. But he was great in Queen in the Queen movie. I still probably need to see that. I got it. But I, I, mean, I hear it's completely fictitious in most cases. And, and a lot of <laughs> but areas that happens a lot. But oh yeah, but he was really good as playing him. He does a great yeah. job. And it'd be hard to really match up Freddie Mercury. Oh, really. and he does so. a great I mean he he talks like him, walks like him and I mean he does a great job. Yeah. All right. So as we mentioned earlier, it's twenty years since Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh of course I I do want to share some memories of um of the uh experience of going to see it. But I also I found on Screen Rant 20 crazy details behind the making of the first Harry Potter movie that I wanted to jump into. So starting at 20, this is their list. J.K. Rowling handpicked certain cast members. That doesn't surprise me. She really wanted to be very hands-on, and I would too. If I'd written a book uh, and they were going to make a movie, I would want to be a part of it. Sort of like George Lucas, you know, even though he didn't direct those other two of the original trilogy, he was there. Mm-hmm. But he was very, He still kept a good hand on it. Which is probably why those movies are still better than the uh, the sequel trilogy. But that's okay. No. That's a whole other thing. So specifically, she had already mentally cast the roles of Hagrid, McGonagall, and Snape. Uh, it says here, Rowling immediately selected Robbie Coltrane, Dame Maggie Smith, and Alan Rickman to play their respective roles. Clearly as a sign of confidence and faith in their ability to make these characters work. Now, here's something I did find very funny because I've watched you know all the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, on the set. She was very specific, and uh, this happens a lot with British characters. They want to make sure that they want to have very British people. Yeah. They they would never cast an American to play one of their British characters. Yeah. Yet our most iconic comic book characters, mm-hmm. Superman, Batman now, and Spider Man being played by British people. Yeah. And Spider Man has been played by two British people. Yep. <laughs> now why don't we have the same qualms British people have? I don't know. But in Britain they would never let that fly. I just find that very funny. But that's why you're never going to see an American doctor. Yeah, it's okay, but it's just how it is. <laughs> I just find it funny. Yeah. And that's why, and because it's at a, one point they talked about uh, doing it as an animated movie, uh, and then I, I think at one point, they, I think they talked to Steven Spielberg about directing it, but she was like, no, I don't want this to be, uh, become Americanized, and, you know. And, yeah, a little bit of prejudice there, we'll just say. Yeah, that's what I but find. The, but I, I, I prejudice in the, in the acting part. I don't mean, uh, she has her own ideas, which she's a creator, and I can understand yeah. that. I mean, I'll be truthful. Some of the characters I used to mess around with as a teenager and all, I had my own ideas. Uh, I had my own character, and I always had an idea that I'd like to have someone like Steve Martin's type of voice because I can, <laughs> I can hear that. For, you know? for Toilet Man, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, fun stuff. Yes, and, he had a character who created called Toilet Man. He had a big toilet on his head. It was yeah. funny. I still have that guy I'm messing around with once in a while. But anyway, the point is, I have in my own mind the types of things I'm looking for, and she does too, and I can understand. I yeah. respect it. But all right, so the 19th thing, as I mentioned, it was almost 
Animated, which I, I already just mentioned it. 18, Daniel Radcliffe had green contacts, but didn't wear them. They actually filmed a little bit with the green contacts, but his eyes just, they, they reacted badly to the contacts, sure. so they took him out. So that's why Harry Potter has blue eyes. I, I'm finding a lot of this stuff on this list I knew. But they are, they're showing an image here. On some of the shots, if you look at it just right, you can realize his eyes do look green, mm. because some of the early shots, yes. But yeah, the poor guy, he just, you know, it, I can understand. I would never be able to put contacts in. That's why I have glasses. I have um, contacts, but I don't wear them very often. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't stick anything in my eye. Which, oh, speaking of being out and like watching Friends, they had the whole episode where um, Rachel has like yes, an I eye infection, that. and she's freaking out anytime something goes in her eye. I'm like, I understand. Of course, they're doing it for laughs and making her a big baby about it. But I'm like, I kind of understand that because I, you know, like stuff in my eyes. Uh, 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 uh. Nope. Seventeen. Several books were almost combined into single movies. That would have been a bad idea. Yeah, that would have been a really bad idea. So yeah, it's nice. That I I still get bothered when they when they well I guess it's not as bad when they split one book into two movies because sometimes you can fit more stuff, and it can be done right. I mean, uh, Deathly Hollows I think worked pretty good splitting into two mm-hmm. movies, but the Hobbit splitting the Hobbit into three three hour movies was uh, a stupid idea. I didn't yeah care for that, but that's just me. That's odd. J.K. Rowling turned down the role of Lily Potter. Really? Whoa. They offered it to probably just you know it would have been funny to have her as a cameo, but yeah, it, I don't you know her as Lily I would have been weird. Yeah. So, 15, Rowling demanded the cast be all British. I already mentioned this. She yeah. demanded it. Mm. Now, that'd be like Stan Lee saying, you must have all Americans playing Spider-Man. But yeah, we, we Americans do not have the same qualms. Mini-Me had a cameo. In fact, yes, Vern Troyer, best known for Austin Powers, did make an appearance, but you, it says you likely missed him. Um, see, I had thought originally... Yeah, I see. It's understandable why fans weren't able to catch this cameo. Although it was Troyer underneath all the makeup and prosthetics, it was Warwick Davis' voice that ended up being used. Yeah. Uh, and it says when when Harry visits Grigonauts for the first time, Troyer makes an appearance as Griphook, the goblin who points Harry in the right direction. Now, Griphook was played by Warwick Davis in the Deathly Hollows. Sure. Now, Vernon Troyer, I think, had passed away by then. If he hasn't, it was right after. It was right, it, it was right about, time. and you know, if not before, it was around that time. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the things that kind of surprised me that that Vernon Troyer didn't get to come back as Grip Hook. But because I, I I could tell because you could tell it wasn't Warwick Davis because yeah. Vernon Troyer is a little smaller, smaller than built even, and, um, and he doesn't get around as well as Warwick does in the head and everything. And I don't yeah. mean that as an insult, you know. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he was. He's differently shaped than yeah. Warwick Davis. So I, I knew it was him, uh, and because Warwick Davis was playing Flitwick. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, all right, so Liam Aiken was initially cast as Harry, but lost the role. I have no idea who Liam Aiken is, but he's best known for his role as Klaus Baudelaire. Oh, in 2004 is a series of unfortunate events. Mm. That's very interesting. Uh, however, Aiken is from the United States, which went against the British-only rule. Uh, Thank you, you racist. <laughs> not racist. Uh, a, uh... Uh, J.K. Rowling, that's, that's racist. We're going to call it racist because that's what we got to do. Um, that's going to be fun. We'll call it... Uh... <laughs> What do we call? Uh, it's uh, country-ish? Country-ish? Or, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's ra- I'm calling it racist. Landist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Thewlis almost played Professor Quirrell. Now, no. David Thewlis, for anyone who doesn't know, he, of course, he played um, Remus Lupin, mm-hmm. which... Uh, the funny thing is, I had not recognized him from like a Dragonheart. He was the villain in Dragonheart yeah, when he was a that. lot younger. Uh, he looked entirely different. I remember that. Uh, now, one thing I might mention this later: they actually the actor who played Professor Quirrell was told that he was going to later be playing Voldemort as well, and that he even he's very talented. He even voiced the Voldemort in the back of his head. But one thing I wish they would do now is maybe special edition this thing because let's face it, the effects look god awful in that first movie. Yeah. But if they could fix and put. Um, I always thought it did. Ray, Ray Fine's hair 
or face on the back of it and let Ray Fiennes even voice the back of the head yeah. and just kind of because with the technology now they could just simply replace and put Ray Fiennes face on the back of his head that would be great because Ray Fiennes you know had the snake nose he really didn't have a nose yeah and the Voldemort in that first movie has his nose and everything it's like that doesn't that doesn't even match the description that J.K. Rowling gave in the book Rupert Grint sent a rap video as his audition for Ron I knew this they talk about it in the making things I wish they would somehow another leak that out. That would be freaking hilarious. I would like to see that. Daniel Radcliffe's parents rejected the role for him at first. I believe one of his parents, his father, I think, ended up being a, a producer on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they had to actually convince him. And actually, how they decided on him, um, he had done, I think, a small thing in, uh, I think, a television version of, I believe, was it Oliver Twist? I believe it was an Oliver Twist. They had, that he had been in before as a, as a BBC thing. And they went to some sort of play, and I think uh, Chris Columbus was sitting next to Daniel Radcliffe, and he's like, I want to get a chance to talk to Daniel a little bit myself at this play, because he's friends with his parents. And he's like, I'd really like you to play Harry Potter while they were sitting there in this at this play. Uh, so it took some convincing to get the parents. I, I read that. or heard it somewhere. Emma Watson had eight auditions before she was cast. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because they, you know, trying to get the right characters for some of this stuff. And uh, and frankly, I like Hermione better than I like Emma Watson, but that's a whole other different thing. Robin yeah. Williams requested a role in the film without pay. Wow. He wanted to play Hagrid, but he's not British, even though he he offered to do it for free. I love Robbie Coltrane, though. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him even in James Bond movies and they, with the Pierce Bronson where he yeah. played Valentine. Yeah, he's great. He's, he, Robbie Coltrane is great. So I love him as Hagrid, but I would be interested to see what Robbie, uh, Robbie Williams, Robin Williams would have done yeah. as Hagrid would have Spe- been. Especially now that he's gone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My goodness. I, I would like to have seen that, but he wasn't British. Peeves was in the movie and was played by Rick Mile. Really? Okay, now this I didn't know. I got to read this entire thing. It says, as an actor, getting your scenes cut has to be a tough experience. You put in all this work to bring your character to life, only for it to never see the light of day. This was Rick Miles' experience working in the first Harry Potter film, playing the role of Peeves. Now, for people who haven't read the book, Peeves is a poltergeist, and he's a mainstay in all the books. Uh, he, he basically causes havoc and mischief. He's kind of fun. Uh, but he had a tough time during the filming. His line delivery led to the child actors a consistent take ruining laughter. Apparently he was funny, which that's, you need Peeves to be funny because otherwise he's just a pest. But Peeves becomes useful when you have like the bad teacher, when Umbridge is around or even in the last book when they're the Battle of Hogwarts because Peeves is still loyal to Dumbledore, even though he's a jerk. Yeah, He's loyal to Dumbledore. So he he fights and you know he fights in his way and they even encourage Peeves on some of the, his mischief when they're trying to tick off Umbridge when she takes over the school and uh, she, you know he's unscrewing the uh, the the chandelier or whatever to drop it on her and uh, and McGonagall because I was like Peeves I believe that turns the other direction I read the last couple of books I did because I I was I, I didn't get into it to the last and I got impatient I remember <laughs> you need to read all those books yeah I've I've them. gone through the audios several times. Uh, so yeah, he was making the kids laugh, so they they end up cutting him out. Uh, I wish they'd have kept Peeves in some fashion. They kept him in the game adaptions though, because the uh, the games pulled a lot more from the books, I think, than the than the movies. Sixth fact: scenes with the main trio were filmed chronologically. Now they do this frequently with kid actors. It's easier for them. It's a lot easier for the kids. Plus, if they kind of grow up a little bit, yep. it, it seems a, to fit naturally. Lot. Which, of course, between the first and the second one, Daniel Radcliffe's voice <laughs> dropped severely. Yep. So that made a big difference. And they they shoot up a lot. I'm talking about. I, let me rephrase that. They get taller. 
They do. They get taller. Yeah. And, Shoot up could be used in a whole other way. I didn't mean like that. And, but I and mean Rupert Grant, I think he didn't end up taller than all of them, which is good. But Ron is supposed to have really sprout, and he's the tallest. Yeah. You know, he looks. He's all kind of gangly, and as, as described. Now here's an interesting. All right, so Spielberg was was looking to make it with Warner Brothers. He almost directed with Haley Joel Osment as Harry. Mm, that would have been interesting. But oh, he's not British. That is a JK racist. That is a, a, a prejudice. We'll say a prejudice. A prejudice. That is a I'm prejudice. So, it's fun calling her a racist. I'm just doing but that because it, it's, it's funny. A, it is a I'm prejudice. Not, I'm, ju- I'm being facetious, uh, y'all, but I'm yeah, just being it funny. It is a prejudice for certain. It, it is a prejudice. There's no doubt but about Hilla that. Hilla Joe would have made it. an interesting Harry Potter. He's a, he also would have been a great uh, Anakin, which he nearly had. So anyway, yeah. just a fun yeah. fact. Yeah. Chris Columbus only wanted to cast child actors with stable families. Really? Well, he probably wanted to have kids that were, you know, two parent, probably hopefully a little bit better behaved, course, a little bit with more hairy. Focused. That wouldn't have mattered, right? But he wanted on set. I'm sure. Oh, I see. On set, everything. You know, it says his examination of the actors and their families was his way of ensuring they had a strong support system in place before achieving any kind of fame or fortune. That's another good good idea. True. Make sure you've got a good family to fall on, and yep. plus, you want to make sure that okay, your parents have raised that kid right to where they're going to yeah, behave absolutely. well enough on set. James Horner was the first choice for composer. Now I do love James Horner, but I'm nuts about James Horner. However, I gotta go John Williams. However, I got I gotta pay five. James Horner is a couple behind. Well, it's right behind, actually, right behind John Williams. Yeah. But John Williams will always be number He's one. He's the king. Yep. Canterbury Cathedral refused to allow filming due to pagan imagery. Hmm. Yeah, remember we'll talk about that here later. Of course, there was controversy. The people, some people, freaked out over that. And oh, number one, Terry Gilliam was J.K. Rowling's first choice for director. Now, of course, he's known for Monty Python and Brazil. Uh, also, he he wrote the script for Labyrinth, I believe, and also wrote the script. Um, and I think he even directed Time Bandits, which. Yeah. I, I, I can say I did enjoy Time Bandits, but I don't think it was as good as what I was led to, to same, believe. Same here just recently, actually, this year. Yeah, yeah just this past year while I was uh, when I was living in a hotel. It was on TV. And I was like, oh, Time Bandits. I've heard so much about it. And it was it's enjoyable, but it's boy, it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun, but I, I, I can't say I was loving it as much as... Kevin um, Klein's the best part of it, in my opinion. I can't remember Kevin Klein, who he played. But Kevin Klein's always entertaining yeah, anyway. He was a pirate of sorts. Yeah, of course but, he was. Yeah, but he was, you know, he's great. Always is. Yeah, indeedy. So, now I remember, like, probably they're back Metro Mo- North Mall, back when that still existed. I was I worked in a KB Toy Store. I also worked on Montgomery Ward there when I, in high school. But I remember when I was working at a KB Toy Store, I would frequently go down on the bottom level. And it was frequently because, like, the KB Toy Store was, like, right almost above it. So I'd come mm-hmm. down the stairs on my break. And I'd go, and I think it was a Walden Books. And I would go down there and check for comics. I remember when I think it was the third book had come out and I had never heard of this stuff, but I remember they had a huge display and stuff hanging from the ceiling for that third mm-hmm. book being out. And I remember seeing that, but I had, I had no idea what it was. It was a kid riding around on a big bird Griffin thing. You know, that's, that's all I really knew about it. I was like, okay. So when the movie came out, I really was like, well, all right, I don't know what this is. And I remember reading in a newspaper, the review. And I, I had to agree with the reviewer after I saw the movie that compared it to Star Wars, because really, they use the same character types. Harry Potter is Luke Skywalker, Ron is obviously Han Solo, and Hermione is obviously Leia. They even compared Hagrid to Chewbacca. But one other thing I'd like to add in is Ginny was Mara Jade. For those who read any of the expanded Burke universe, 
Because Mara Jade was well, a redhead who was actually very skilled as and became a Jedi, but had been led straight into the dark side at one point before, you know, becoming romantically involved with Luke. Sounds just like Chinny. I don't know enough about her to say. Yeah. Well, Mara Jade, if you go into the, like the original Thrawn trilogy, she's actually kind of working against Luke. And when we first get enough stuff with Ginny, she's being seduced by evil, the dark side. And so Mara Jade was kind of dark side, but she came back around to the good side and was romantically involved with Luke. And apparently I think they even have some children in the later books. Yeah. But so Ginny was Mara Jade. So that really ripped off Star Wars. So when I, I actually got a free pass to go see the movie. And so I watched it and I was like, wow, this is Star Wars. And I was even a little bothered by the fact that being that in high school, I studied mythology. I was a mythology club president my senior year. Yes, I know. I'm a nerd. Um, and having Cerberus, who is like the guardian of Hades, to being reduced to guarding a little trap door. I was like, and I, I felt like there wasn't really much original about the, that first book and that first movie, at least. I didn't find it to be that original. The effects really aren't that good with the uh, computer-generated characters. And when you consider this came out about the same time as Lord of the Rings, and you had really good-looking computer-generated characters, when you look at that first Harry Potter film, you're like, they could have, it seemed like they could have done better. So I was kind of like, eh, not that impressed. And I had, of course, people at my church that, of course, were, there was the, almost like the, sat the satanic scare of the 80s, where they even thought D&D was he was leading people to the devil, which it wasn't. Um, that was a bunch of rumors and hearsay stuff. But 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 people were freaking out, and a lot of the big com concern was, well, where's the magic come from? I'm like, well, in fairy tales, you don't get a lot of where the magic come from, and this is what I call fairy tale magic. Now, the stuff you would be worried about is actual sorcery. If they're drawing circles on the floor and summoning a spirit, stay away from that because that is legit real and that is dangerous. And I'll I'll come from a viewpoint on a completely interesting side. At the time, I was a children's church leader mm -hmm. and uh, teaching children's church people. And I was come to by my parents and asking me questions about what I thought of Harry Potter. Now, in reality, I had only known one thing of it. I was working at a Sam's Club at the time, and I saw uh, some books being put out for sale. And I saw these books, and this book came, if you bought it, I think it was a second or third book. I think it was a third book before the movie came out. And I never heard of it, but I saw that it came with this pewter uh, I don't know, a pewter little figure or whatever that it had uh, Hagrid and, and Harry. And I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was. But then I started hearing people talk, you know, people do. And it's talking about how it's all wicked and evil. And so I assumed it had to be because people want it. Because, well, what I know, and I'll tell you why. Because working right by at the time was a woman who's into witchcraft. Yeah, I remember you telling and, me about this And woman. she told me that this is good for all witchdom is what she said. Yeah. I didn't know what witchdom was. But she said this will teach all children to be involved with witchdom and satanic uh, worship and all. So keep in mind, this is what I'd heard from a woman who was all into that. Yeah. And so I had to say, oh, this can't be good, I said. And it's really whatever you bring into it is what you're going to take exactly. out of it. Exactly. And, and the devil does work that way. And I am a pastor, keep in mind. Yeah. But the devil does work that way. So you can get bad from things, but you can also get good from things. Now, right. that being said, so I had parents asking me what I thought. I said I hadn't seen it. So for their sake, I went out and saw it to opening day because the parents were telling me I'm real scared. And so I went and saw it and I don't blame them for being afraid because kids were hearing from other kids about, Oh, yeah. this is going to be good. So I went out and saw it. I personally did not like it in the beginning. I didn't like it at all because the effects were terrible. Mm -hmm. And I was thrown into a world where I didn't understand what they're talking about with the, the stunt. I'm talking about the sport they had. Uh, what oh, was it Quidditch. Quid yeah. Quidditch. Which, if you really analyze Quidditch, it's kind of dumb because it all, it all, the entire game is based upon, you could just have the seeker out there and do the yeah, entire game. I didn't there, none of the other positions really matter. 
And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand it. I was in a whole thing. I didn't understand it. And I was also, I wasn't feeling good because I was tired. I worked at night. Oh, I, I was yeah, tired. Didn't help. And um, I, 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 the effects to me looked awful. And the whole thing was, I don't know, it's weird. And I kind of went in with a bad attitude in, in truth because of what that woman who's into witchdom or what do you want to call it? Yeah, what she had said yeah, to Yeah, what you. she had yeah. said. So I already had that attitude. So when the parents asked me, I said, well, in all truth, I did like the music and I did like some of the yeah. things about it in the beginning. It had almost a Christmassy feeling because the way yeah. I was a kid, you go see certain movies and it reminded me of that. Yeah. So, well, because of John Williams, I'll give him credit. Right. So, and I love John Williams. So I told the parents, in all reality, I don't see what's evil about it. I, I didn't like it, I said. But in truth, um, if as long as you raise your kids right, to know what's wrong, to know what's right, as the Bible says, by the way, which is in Psalms, or Proverbs, excuse me, uh, if you raise a child up in the way you should go, it will not depart from him. And I told him that, and which is uh, Proverbs twenty three six, I believe. But anyway, I told him that, and uh, some do see it as satanic. I don't see it as fiction. Now there are some things I can see that not necessarily in these shows, but in others. But I don't believe it's of the devil. But then years later, when I was in deep depression, and Jeremy, you know, yeah. when I was in deep depression. Suddenly, we, we can get back to that story because yeah, we'll I can pick up at a different layer. Yeah, but but uh, Harry Potter helped me tremendously. Yeah, and I'm telling you that I love this film now. Yeah, I now. just don't like the special effects. <laughs> but I I can jump into of how we finally we did get around to that point because I went for a long time that I was like, no, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, this, ahead, is, this is very unoriginal. It ripped off Star Wars. I'm yeah. not interested in this. I don't care how popular it is. And I even we had a. Uh, the church we were going to, the guy who was our music director and everything, he and his wife, they were just all up in it, mm. and they were just loving it. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is unoriginal, and because I I didn't see anything satanic in it. Now I do want to mention though, I have recently um, listened to, uh, well, I guess it was a visual podcast, and there was a girl that uh, had gotten into the occult, and uh, she she mentions that when she was deep in the occult, the Harry Potter films did feature a lot of stuff that kind of helped feed that. But of course, that's one of the things you're going to take out what you've brought into it. She was already into it at the time. She, of course, has now come to Christ and is now, but now she won't touch any Harry Potter stuff because she says too much of it preaches to what she used to believe. Yeah, um, I don't blame her. But for that. yeah, I look at it as being fairy tale magic where it all seems to be fairy and it hits her emotions now. there. But now, how, how things kind of turned around for me is when the Goblet of Fire, when I first saw a trailer for that, I was like, you know, that actually looks kind of cool. And oh, look, you know, and having a competition of dragons, I was like, this feels a bit more original and unique now. And and so I'm like, I, I kind of want to see this movie, but I don't know what happened in the previous movie, you know, because I, I was, you know, two movies down mm, in between so having yeah. seen the first one and the fourth one. So I thought, well, let me go ahead and let's let's see what the, the books are about. So I went and I put an order in at the library for the audiobooks. I was, I was working at LabCorp still at the time. Uh, where I was basically sitting there doing data entry. And I put in an order for all the books, the audiobooks. But because it was so popular at the time, you could, I couldn't ever really get them in order at first. So the first audiobook I got was the third one. Now, that third one, I realized, oh, you get in the books. This is a mystery story. And I was intrigued. And I was like, halfway in, I was like, you know, this is actually pretty good. And you know, I was like, this is a pretty good mystery story. I'm all kind of intrigued. I was like, I actually enjoyed this. I said, you know, that's not bad. And I, and I think Heather even came around for lunch that day when I started. I was like, you know, the books, uh, that first movie might have been kind of, you know, unoriginal, but, you know, the, the, the book, it's this this third book is actually really good. Uh, so the, the funny thing, so I went through the third book, and then the next one I got was the fifth book, which now I've skipped another gap. 
I kind of got an idea of what happened in the Chamber of Secrets a little bit because it'll mention, you know, the previous stuff in the third one. But now you missed the fourth book. You missed the return to Voldemort. And now I'm doing, driving right into the Order of Phoenix. And oh, my gosh, what happened to Voldemort is back now? Of course, I was expecting Harry to find out Voldemort was his father as well because, you know, the unoriginality that seemed to go on. But that's, you know, didn't happen that way. But uh, so you know, I went into the fifth one. And then I think I finally got uh, like the first and second one before because the sixth one had just come out, the sixth book. It was coming out about, the, yeah, yeah. That's about right. the time, you know, so it was going to be all before I got the sixth one, but I finally made it. The last one I got to hear before I got to the sixth one was finally the fourth one, but I finally got the uh, first and the second one. But at that time, I was like, you know, I kind of want to see the movies. Now I think I understand it better. And so uh, my friend Josh, and he's the one that took me to Walt Disney World, uh, I borrowed the movies from him, and then Heather, and now Heather could probably join in this conversation if she's still in the, She's sitting on the couch. Uh, I thought she could be a part of the conversation. Uh, but we sat and watched it, and... Now, at this point, the only book I had really finished was the third one. And so I was like, the first, I was like, the first one, I kind of know what happened. And I stayed awake this time because in the theater, I kind of started dozing, so, you know, and watched the second one. Of course, Heather had seen clips of the second one and thought, what, is Harry the only one capable of doing anything? Uh, but we watched the first one and the second one. So, well, those are fun. And I, I prefer the Chris Columbus directed ones, I must yeah, say. Yeah, me too. That his, the feel he had was more fun and yeah. fit more of the tone of the books, really, I felt. The third one, they rearranged the story because I really enjoyed that book. And he was one of the characters. That third, that third movie really messed with the book. They, it's like they it followed it, but not very tightly War, at Warwick, all. Warwick Davis little, didn't look the same at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was supposed to be a different person. Oh, was but everybody, he? Yeah, he was the he was the choir director. He wasn't Flitwick. He oh, okay. was cast as the choir director. Okay, that's true. That's but true. they later decided, you know what? That's just going to have to be Flitwick. Oh, okay. But they kept him focused on being a choir director, but that you do see him doing Flitwick things around the castle. Well, no after wonder that. I've been confused all yeah, these Yeah, I know. Years. They, they made a mess of it. And they, heck, even the third one, they lost a Crab or a Goyle, one of the two, which the actor who played Crab was, there's he uh, he got in some uh, criminal activity a little bit, apparently, uh, and that's why you don't see him in the seventh film. Okay. Uh, and they, they he got swapped out for that other, they put in Blaze Zabini instead. Uh, but yeah, he got in some legal problems, I guess, at some point. Oh, but yeah, so it got kind of weird. So, but yeah, so I thought that well, the third movie didn't follow so good. But, I, but at that point, though, we were ready to be able to go to see Goblet of Fire. And I remember going to the movie theater, and we got front row seats clearer to the left side. And I sat like, y'all can't see what I'm doing, but break, broken neck trying to watch. But Goblet of Fire is still one of my favorites of that movie. I really I love think that that's one. my favorite, really. And even though it's not John Williams doing the music, the guy that they got to do the music, I think it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. He did a really great job. And when I first got to go to see the theater, you had me borrow all four. And well, you didn't get to go to the theater to see. I the did finally one? go to the fifth one to go see the, the fifth, fifth one, one, which we'll get to that story in a bit. So I went to see the the fourth one, and then the fifth one, uh, I, I borrowed well, all four of them. Well, the yeah. fifth one we went together, yeah. but, but, but we'll get on to that. One, I want you to yeah. get, get all your early stuff, and then we'll yeah, talk about going to the fifth one. I saw it, borrowed all four. This is right when the fifth one was coming out. Borrowed all four, like a week or so before, and I started watching them. I was like, and I was, I was buying you the books, too. Yeah, you buy me the books, <laughs> and I thought, hey, the funny thing is, is I'm impatient. I went out and bought the sixth book, and right when the fifth book was coming out, this, excuse me, right when the fifth movie was coming out, it was right when the time they was bringing out the seventh book. Yeah, the seventh book came out that so, night. So we went out. Now we got to tell the yeah, story. Go ahead. Yes, we got to tell the whole story because we went and it was it was our tradition after vacation Bible uh -huh. school we go out to a movie. Yeah, and so we went out and we bought you bought those cockroach cluster candies. Oh my gosh! Yeah, of course we'd been. I, no, I guess it was Sunday school that we you brought the the birdie box everywhere, but we had the cockroach clusters, which was chocolate. Yeah. The, the oh, that was another movie that we did that, but still, go ahead. Well, because we went, I think we went to a couple yeah, different we, times. We, yeah, but we went to. But we went. Uh, yeah. But I remember we had the cockroach clusters with like a grape gummy with chocolate on the outside. But we went to go see the movie, and then we went straight to Walmart to buy the seventh book. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which was funny because the very next day, Heather and I went. Uh, where did we? Heather, do you remember where we went? It was a Saturday. We had to go out of town for something. For we went on a weekend thing. She's been on their phone. Okay, but we went out of town and we like brought the book. And I'm like, I was dry, having to drive. I was like, you know, I'd rather be sitting there reading it while we're driving, but I would probably get car sick. So Heather, Heather can read without getting car sick. I don't know how she does it. She can't, but she can't look at a screen without yeah. getting car sick while driving. But she can read. So she was getting to read. And I was like, man, I want to read too. But when we got to the hotel, read, yeah. read, 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 read. When we got back home, I she was tired when we, when we came back home and she went to go take a nap. I laid there on the couch and I just went whole hog and I finished reading I that I personally thing, man. was reading the sixth book at that point, my sister, and then we're reading the seventh. I have some hard feelings at this point because, uh, difficult feelings, because this is right when, when all that happened that night, we went and saw that. That's when my closest aunt, passed away that night. Oh yeah. And uh, that was when we were getting the book and I loved my aunt. She would have loved yeah. all that. She was, a, she went and saw the first one with me and, uh, and I loved her so much. My mm-hmm. Aunt Donna. I love yeah. her. <laughs> Good memories. Mm-hmm. She was great. Uh, but so in the process now, of course, uh, with this, we have, and I, I, maybe I should get this stuff out of the fridge. So I mentioned before, I have the unofficial Hogwarts holiday cookbook. We didn't get to do the pumpkin pasties. I really need my wife's help uh, to make the crust. They are selling. I was told. I mean, I think it was from our friend Seth was telling me that they uh, or somebody was telling me they are selling the, some of those these things at uh, Starbucks or something. Mm-hmm. They're selling uh, the pumpkin or, or the uh, oh no no let's say the one the butterbeer butter well the yeah, butterbeer is good a better warm I think it, but they're selling it there and I believe the, the pumpkin one too but I I'm know not that, going to Starbucks but, for it though but that's they are for sure. they are selling it that's and, interesting and so I decided to tell you. But uh, so I have, and I, the intention for this show was going to be recorded over the weekend and we were going to make this stuff live, but I made some pumpkin juice and I made some butterbeer. Now the pumpkin juice is essentially, I mean, it, it actually does have a can of pumpkin in there, but it's some apple cider, uh, a little bit of, it, it, it called for peach nectar, which I couldn't find, but I found some peach juice. I figured it'd be close enough. Um, now the apple cider I used actually had some pumpkin spice in it. I think maybe I shouldn't have done that. And it's the apple cider that Walmart carries now is not very good. I think I should have just used apple juice because it said I could have done that. Uh, but it's some and some pumpkin spices, some cinnamon nutmeg and stuff like that all in there. Uh, we've tried some of the pumpkin juice. Now I found it to be with the just a little extra tart, and I think it was the 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 apple cider. Which is, I, I, I don't I think if I'm next time I make it, I'll use some different stuff. But overall, I liked the pumpkin juice. That was pretty good. But it was it was a little tart. It was kind of sweet. I, it's not as sweet as butterbeer was, but yeah, I, I like the pumpkin. What did you think of the pumpkin juice? Was it similar to what you got at Universal? Yeah, it was similar. It was, you know, it was a, the one at the Universal was a little more liquidy than this, but it was still good. Yeah, I think and, having a can of pumpkin in it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was still good. And then uh, now the butterbeer was good, but man, I couldn't finish it because I it was either. so rich and thick. And of course, I didn't heat it up. So that's part oh, that's, of it. That's, I that's one of the things I even mentioned. It's like I'd warm it up because it is, it's kind of like a hot cocoa, except for it's butterscotch. The reason why I didn't, in all reality, is because I didn't want to make any noise. I was, oh, I was at we, were, we were watching and, oh, and, a movie. And I didn't want to be noisy or yeah, rude. Yeah. But all that being said, it was it was good, but it, I'm trying I'll to have watch to try, weight, try too, some of it so. warm. Yeah. I'll have you try some of it warm before you leave here today. Yeah. But yeah, the, the first thing the butterbeer had me do was one cup of butter. Now that is two sticks yeah. of butter. I melted that down with a cup and a half of butterscotch chips. Yeah. Then I add maple syrup. Oh, but it's diet. <laughs> well, my maple syrup was light, uh, but maple syrup. Some uh, I did a splendid mix of brown sugar, and then you put a bunch of buttermilk in it. 
Will Ferrell would be proud as the elf. <laughs> yeah, Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf would have been going to town. We couldn't finish it. Heather doesn't even like butterscotch. I gave her some. Poor girl. She was. I thought she was going to throw up. She did not like it you at see all. The face she's making. <laughs> I wanted to have her try it just in case she might have liked it, but no, I you know she didn't like it at all. It was a lot richer than the butterbeer oh, that it was I had. Super rich. The butterbeer I had at uh, Universal. It was rich, but it wasn't that rich. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's if you heat it up, it thins it out. Okay. Well. So I'll, I'm going to heat you up some, and uh, you can try some here before you go. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the I, I'm not making that butterbeer ever again. Yeah. I, I, I Now, the, the the pumpkin juice, I think I could make again. The pumpkin pasties I still want to try, but we didn't get the crust made. And I, instead of using the recipe that's in the book, I bought some Jiffy pie crust stuff that I think will be fine because you're basically making like pumpkin stuff with some minced green apple. Oh, that's And then you do good. like a fold over, kind of like a, a fruit pie, a sure. hopeless fruit pie. So I do want to try those. There's a lot of other recipes I'm going to try out there at some point. There's even a good hot cocoa recipe in there I want to oh, give it a shot. Good. So, but this does remind me, and if y'all go to our YouTube channel, uh, if you just simply search for Neverland, the Phantom Nexus, uh, there's two of them. One is kind of connected to my personal and one is a separate account. But we did a few years ago. We bought the, at that soda shop down on, uh, not on the plaza, but in the city market, they had that pumpkin soda and we, like two different types yeah. of pumpkin soda. And we tried those out. So we have a live taste test. Some, Plus we did some Bernie Bots flavored beans. Yes. And I got the vomit one and you won. Because you could keep yours down. I, I couldn't keep it down. I, I couldn't barely do it. I, could. I had the vomit up the vomit flavored bean. I barely could. <laughs> but, you, well, you didn't eat a vomit one. You got it. You got something. Oh, little, yeah. You got right. one that wasn't great, but you didn't get vomit. No. <laughs> but you did get But I was like, I spit the vomit out and say, all right, Phil, sorry, you won. You took the vomit. I could, yeah, I spit it out. I spit out the vomit. I couldn't do it. Ugh. It was It's so bad. So, but we actually had one of the Sunday school kids. I think I remember. Or I, I think he was in vacation Bible school. You have a kid that he got a vomit when he's and he actually said he kind of liked it. Oh, yeah, that was very nasty. Ew. I, I never told his folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, but that's going to wrap it up for this week. Yes. Uh, of course, I want to get our thank yous out there. Yes. Uh, we, of course, we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, Absolutely. and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for their help in creating the intro. want to remind everybody to go to NeverlandPodcast.com. That is our website. You get all of the fun there. We have a Facebook like, you know, like fan page and group you can join. Also, while you're on NeverlandPodcast.com, check out my podcast reviews where you can see you can see my reviews right there. I've got a real-time thing of reviews. Plus, you click in there. If you're a podcaster for a very, very reasonable fee, you can get where around the world, all of your reviews, you can get emailed to you because Apple uh, here, it's only going to let me see reviews from the United States. It won't let me see Canada or around the world, uh, but... My podcast reviews collects all those reviews from around the world and lets me take a look at it because it's important to see your reviews because there's people who actually are going to be helpful with with a criticism. It's possible. Plus, it's nice to hear what people enjoy, and it, it does warm your heart when you get to see people who are enjoying the show. But it's also nice when people are like, you know, this is great, but I didn't like this so much. Yeah. And, and if they do it in a helpful way, you learn from it, and you're like, I'm going to remember that, that I can improve on this because you always should try to make your show better. Dave. But, of course, as I like to say, oh, we do have a voicemail line, by the way, 816-226-6492. But as we like to say, get lost (laughs) in an adventure.